back quarterback number 19. Bernie, Bernie, oh yeah, how oh, you can throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bernie, Bernie, oh baby, Super Bowl. All right, everybody, welcome to the 15th episode of Six Bees in a Pea, Season 2, here on AquabearLegion.com, and live streaming over the YouTube internets. Take that, NSA. I am your host, Brian Costco, here with my guest, Ian Wolf. Hello. And first-time guest, long-time listener, or at least he lies and tells us that, Luke Edwards. Yo, yo. Are we allowed to use your last name? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Okay, perfect. What's your name? I like the... Alan. Luke Allen Edwards, everybody. All right. right. Social security number. Fuck. Okay, all right, I'm just what, kidding. What are the last four digits of the social security? Too early. We'll work him in later in all the right. episode. Yeah, we'll um, in. All right. We are, as I mentioned, live on the YouTube internet in some sort of crazy um, Ponzi scheme, Illuminati magic of some sort. Ian set up. And you can ask us questions live by following a link that you can find on our Facebook page uh, by searching 6Bs and a P. I forgot to put it on the Twitter. It's too late now. Oh, God, they'll never know. But it's there. They'll never know. Um, You can ask us a question, and we will answer it. Um, the Browns lose today, and before we get into anything, we mentioned last week that we were expecting them to lose, okay? Mm-hmm. In yep. fact, we, as a panel, discussed not whether they were going to win, but by how many points they were going to lose was the question. And yet, this team, the Cleveland Browns, somehow manages to play this game in a fashion that they looked like they were going to win up until the last 61 seconds. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, it's yeah. 100% correct to say. I would say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so even in this situation where going into it, you're not expecting a win, you're tricked into this, like, 59 minutes of the Browns are better than the Patriots. And by the end of it, you are convinced the Browns can actually do this. And then they just implode. Um, so I wanted to bring that up because I think that's an interesting contrast. You know that in the middle of the game, by by that point when it all fell apart, it's so disappointing because you're convinced at that point. You know, you let that sort of illogical behavior take over. You forget you have Jason Campbell and not Tom Brady. Jordan Cameron. Wait, no, Jordan Campbell. God damn it! I See, you did it wrong already. Oh my god. Um. So yeah. We have here in the notes that they defied all logic by being in the game and being that close and the possibility of them. They were winning the entire time until the last 61 seconds it's, where they gave up two tu- two touchdowns. It's not even that they were winning. They were like they were putting the screws to them for all intents and purposes. Totally. Like right? they were dominating the game in every facet until, you know. And we actually have a question here that came in already um, on the Q&A. See? Hey. From uh, well, this is like, this is 
It's what? It's Oliver. It's Oliver in Athens, Ohio, um, and she asks, "Why Browns? Why?" And I feel like we're sort of covering that now, but maybe we'll talk about it the whole episode. <laughs> I guess. So. I have a question uh, for stay tuned. for S. Oliver of Athens, Ohio. Go ahead. Are you sad that the Mindy project is probably going to get canceled? That's a very specific question. It is. I'm you know, just curious what your thoughts on the matter are, S. Oliver. We'll see if she or he uh, comes back <laughs> with a follow-up information. Um, so it also defies logic to go back to that theme, how terrible the Browns played in that 61 seconds, right? I mean, that call was total bullshit, and we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. um, but, man, like, all of a sudden, it was just like, you know, they were actually like, there's no way, like, they were still talking about, I was complaining to Sherry, because when the Browns were scoring a touchdown, like, right at the end there, the announcers were still talking as the Browns were going in about how great Tom Brady was, and I was like, come on, man, they're going up by 12. With 61 seconds to go, what could go wrong, you know? Why are you talking about how great Tom Brady is? But I guess they're right, because he won. He did win. How much time was left when the Patriots got the ball for the first of the last two touchdowns? Like, a little more than two minutes? Yeah, yeah. something like that. So, so, my biggest problem was why the Browns were playing such soft coverage that whole time. Like, I mean, understandably, it's kind of the prevent defense, and you give them the middle of the field at waste time because the Patriots had, what, one timeout or no timeouts? One, I think one timeout. One. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. The, the defense was doing just fine without playing back the whole game. I don't see how changing it up in that instance really benefited them, and obviously it didn't because no. it's kept passing the ball to Ben Vereen. I don't think that's Ben Vereen. Ben Vereen, the actor, he plays for the he's Patriots. Not, he's not that fast. You sure? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Hmm. It's all within the realm of possibility. I suppose so. Um, so, I mean, that was the thing. The Browns looked pretty good. I mean, we have in our notes here, Campbell looked great. He threw for how many yard stats? Do you got that? Uh, get, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. All right. Um, Gordon Cameron, of course, looking good as well. And the defense looked good up until right at the end there. Um, and we mentioned, of course, terrible calls. Luke Edwards, oh. how, about the, how about those refs? Not so great. Not so great. <laughs> Agreed. I think uh, going back to your uh, prevent defense, it was very uh, Marty Schottenheimer-esque. <laughs> nice. So. It's a blast from the past right there. Jason oh, yeah. Campbell, 29 to 44, 391 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, Jesus, that's amazing, right? That's, that's, that's a hell of a football game right there. That is a hell of a football game. And even, um, oh, God, that field goal attempt. I mean, it was a long field goal. Well, it was. I think, I think what pisses me off the most about that field goal was, like, not two minutes later on Yahoo Sports, I read that somebody hit a 63-yard or so. It was like, uh, I was disappointed. Yeah. Billy Cundiff yeah. was not doing that. No. Hell no. no. Phil Dawson, yes. Maybe. Nah, Phil Dawson has old legs. You think so? I Matt do. Barr would nail it. Matt Barr would be all over that Fucking shit. A. Yeah, he would kick the shit out of that field goal. Blew the toe. Um, they wouldn't even need to run any plays. He just could have lined up for a 90-yard football. Kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
But yeah, essentially, even in this, even in this 61 seconds, that second, the the first touchdown before the on, well, no, it was the second one, right, where they got the pass interference call. It was the second one on the one yard line. The first one, there was that unnecessary roughness on Poyer. Yeah. Like he, it was a clean hit with the shoulder, trying to jar the ball loose in the end zone, which gave him the extra 15 yards on the ensuing onside kick. Right. Which, as soon as those fuckers said, like, the last time the Patriots had a successful onside kick was against the Browns in 1990-whatever. Uh-huh. I just, I, yeah. knew, I knew we were fucked. Totally fucked. And it touched Fozzie Whitaker. It grazed Fozzie. Fozzie Whitaker, S. Oliver, I feel like is the champion of Fozzie Whitaker at one point. What is, is S. Oliver had a reply to your question yet? Uh, S. Oliver said, you bet your ass I am. Alright. Anyone else out there, ask us some questions. You can find our live Q&A YouTube link on our Facebook. Um, we want to know if you're out there. We're getting past the average Stitcher six and a half minutes. <laughs> um, we'll say that I can tell you exactly how many viewers we have presently. How many? Two. Alright, that's not bad. It's, well, so it's not gets, good. It's, gets, it's not good. It's definitely not good. But ask us some questions, two viewers, uh, and get involved. <laughs> Be part of how the sausage is made. We are making sausage and bread. We are making bread stuffed with sausage. Beautiful. Thanks. Um, so essentially for everyone out there the sh- who may not have so- seen the game today, I think just in quick summary so we can stop talking about it and get onto the stuff about the taints, which is in- coming up later. <laughs> That's a teaser in the industry. Um, it Basically, the Patriots are a much better football team than the Browns. But the shapeshifters that we talked about from earlier in the season seem to return. The defense looked unstoppable. Jordan Cam- Campbell, Jordan Cameron, Cameron Campbell <laughs> was amazing. I mean, 300 and whatever yards, you know, no turnovers, three touchdowns. Gordon was awesome. They came back and they somehow put up an awesome game against the New England Patriots in New England. We're leading the entire time. And then lost at the end of the game, ended up losing twenty-seven to twenty-six. Two touchdowns scored by the Pats in the last sixty-one seconds. Josh Gordon ends up the leading receiver and leading rusher on the day. Yeah, that run was awesome. It was. It just yes, in our text thread, which we have referenced in previous episodes, I right. two times. God damn this team! Because yeah. of this, like there's there's such teases. They they. Oh, I'm so sad. Luke, do you feel teased by the Browns in games uh, like this? I guess, I, yeah, yeah, I definitely feel teased. But I, I expected to win this game because it's the Browns. It's one of those every year we at least beat one really good team after losing a bunch of games, which I'm so used to. Right. But, yeah, I was just really surprised, I guess, today to see Paul Kruger actually exists. And, <laughs> he and, does. And, he was there. Yeah, he he played all right, so yeah. that was nice to see. It was good. We're giving him a lot of money. Yeah, let's <laughs> get him to come around. It's like for yeah. fifty nine minutes, the Browns are like playing with your hair, kissing your neck, tickling your butthole. <laughs> yes, yes. And then for that last minute, they're just out the door. Out yes. the door. Yeah. In the car, down yep. the road. Yep. And then yeah, there you have it. Doesn't yep. call. Yep. No. Um, that's actually a good segue into our next topic. <laughs> is it is? Um, we tried to. We were talking 
talking about how we needed to bring the like you know saucy stuff to the beginning of the episode, so I thought I'd throw this one in. Uh, Luke alerted me to an article on Deadspin that came up here Sunday early evening um, about an incident involving some taint <laughs> and a fumble scrum. Uh. I'm not sure what that is either. Um, but basically, the Steelers center Cody Wallace. Uh, resorted to some uh, less than appropriate tactics during a fumble situation against the Dolphins. Wait, you're dancing he around shoved it. His hand in the, he shoved his hand into the guy's taint. Well, can you really can you really blame him when um, he's got a, a rapist's hand in his taint all day? So Was I it mean, the center? All day, every day. Every, oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't, let's see, it's just Yes, center. It's like the third string center because they've had a lot of injuries. I'm not one to question the journalistic integrity of Deadspin, but how do you get a hand into a taint? That's a good question. Well, that's why I'm here. Stats. How come nobody's asking us Brown's questions on the Q&A? Because we have two viewers, (laughs) and they simply do not care for But neither of them are Even they aren't asking the questions. That's a fair point. I didn't think about that. Right. Huh. I mean, there's two people that are just observing. They don't even. I know. They don't even think it's necessary. This right here is entertaining enough for them. Is um, it? I would like yeah, to know taint. if this is actually entertaining. Is it? Taint. Taint. See, no, we're just, asking the questions. Nah, I don't want to know the answer to that. Let's talk about taint some no, more. It's, <laughs> all right. I don't know. I think that's it. That's all we had on that. I just wanted to bring up its existence. When stuff like that happens, I think it's important that 6Bs and a P covers it. Like, when that guy lost part of his finger in his glove, that was... I mean, we were there. <laughs> we were there. Well, we, we, we I feel there. like then we missed an important story from last week when, again, uh, uh-huh. that's been journalistic integrity, with the headline, Vernon Davis tackled by his dick. Which is <laughs> also important. We did miss that. We were sleeping on that one. Um... And that is referenced directly in this article about the taint. <laughs> and I would like to apologize in advance for any of my family that happens to be among the two viewers. I don't know if they are. You know, we also... Um, Just because I use the taint and dick in the same sentence. See, my family doesn't care for me, so they're not listening. Yeah, they're not listening. Uh, and we if, also, they were, if they were, they'd be like, oh, that's classic Ian. Yeah, I'm always talking about dicks That's exactly why we taints. don't talk to him. Yeah. yeah. We 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 failed to cover the Trent Richardson sex tape. We were sleeping on that too because I just didn't even care anymore, and he got yeah. benched, and that guy sucks. Also, we're introducing this week along with the Steelers check-in, a draft check-in segment, and we're going to keep tabs on where that Colts pick is. I don't even know right. stats. You've got to start working on that. It's later well, in the episode. Why didn't you tell me before? It's in the outline, man. I don't like this that. is how the sausage is made. <laughs> What? Debates about nothing. Um, we have a question, gentlemen. We have the, a question. Wait, hold the phone. Do we have a do we have a uh, theme song for the questions? Somebody asked us a question. All right, go ahead. The question is: How about that blow to Gronkowski's knee by T.J. Ward? As a follow-up, S. Oliver coming back again asked: How about T.J. Ward's hair? All right, very nice. Uh, that first question coming from Ella Rocho in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, 
Luke, what do you what did you think about that blow? Uh, I think that blow wouldn't have happened if the NFL didn't change the rules. Um, you can't hit him up high. Spray to hit him in the helmet, so he's going to go for his knee. Right. Uh, so, but and follow up to Sherry Oliver, T.J. Ward's hair is badass and it looks like he could be a member of a tribe called Quest or Q-Tip's brother. Agreed. So, I'm both. I agree with both of those statements. <laughs> Brian Weeby, who couldn't join us this week, also, I should say for the record, um, sent me a text about TJ Ward's hair. He he was like, noticed it right away. He's like, TJ Ward's hair is awesome. That, that actually, I sent that text. Oh, yeah, sorry. Forget it, Brian. That, that's embarrassing for you. Was that from you? Yeah, it was from me. It wasn't okay. an empty bubble. Um, but yeah, El LaRocho and S. Oliver, I also agree that with Luke. I mean, that was, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. I don't think it was in any way malicious, but yeah, these these guys, especially people like TJ Ward who come running fast and hit pretty hard, like those guys aren't going up high anymore. Um, well, but yeah, I, he got hit hard, man. I feel like his leg probably would still be working if he wasn't riddled with STDs probably. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, he is full of syphilis. Uh-huh. He, he's the he's the definition of bro. He's got uh, he is the definition of, the of bro. Knee. If anyone out there doesn't believe us, I think you can literally like Google Gronkowski bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> bro I saw I actually saw a video of him being racist against Asians. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, man. Uh, not not that we condone that behavior at all. It was awesome because of how much of a jackass uh, Gronk was being. So check that out. I think that's on YouTube. During the Browns game, I was checking in on the Detroit Philadelphia game just because it was so entertainingly sloppy there. Right, and there's that uh, receiver for the Eagles, Riley Cooper, who also racist. Yeah, yeah, lots of racists. We got a follow up question from El Arocho in Cleveland. Go ahead, Cleveland, Ohio. Yep. Do you think that it would have been an easier win with Gronkowski in the game? Uh, um, for for whom? <laughs> well, not for the Browns, probably. Right. I guess so. Um. Uh, what do you think, Ian? Uh. Probably not. I mean, this shit was fated. Like, yeah. like the God kisses the forehead of Tom Brady every night as he falls asleep. God doesn't have Tom Brady as his fucking fantasy quarterback. I'll tell you that then. <laughs> well, because <then you> be... <laughs> I sure do, and uh, I remember Are thinking gonna... all week, man, he's gonna torch the Browns. I really need this win, you know, like. And even in this scenario, the Browns are up by so much, it was like, oh, Brady could throw a few touchdowns, but no, he's going to hand them off, um, you know, and still get the win because he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, God kisses his forehead. You're right. This is going to happen. Um, it probably tickles his butthole and puts his hand in his tank, too. It might have been, been, like, more than a one-point win if Gronk had stayed in the game, probably. But who knows, you know? I- how do the Patriots consistently make white receivers look that good is my real question. That's what I'm saying. Joe Jaravicious never looked that good when he played for us. Hell no. Brian Brennan did. Brian Brennan is, yeah, he's in the 6B1P Hall of Fame. Yeah, he is. Um, I would like to just, I don't even know if this is going to work, the live thing. I'm still getting used to this. But if S. Oliver is out there listening, uh, Maggie the Cat, also of Athens, Ohio, is trying to get into the studio currently. <laughs> And if you could assist by maybe, um, I don't know, distracting her or removing her from the situation, it might help audio quality later on in the episode. 
Yes, yeah, Oliver. Are, are you out there? Be. Um, so next segment we wanted to do, and we'll come back and check out on the Q and A. Keep asking us questions. We'll try to pop in with them, and we'll we'll do a roundup later on as well. But Luke is here for the first time. He's a good friend of the show, um, and this is his first time on. And we like to usually when that happens, a new guest, we like to put him on the hot seat. How's that seat feeling there, Luke? You know, I'm used to it. I'm I'm sort of married, so it kind of right. works. Sort of, sort of married. Like I mean, I'm not married hall? for I'm not married for tax purposes. I guess I would say, right. but I have an old lady. So. How old is this lady? <laughs> well, she's four years older than me, so she can be called old lady. Right. Um, so, Rocho has a comment about Campbell. That's all it says, though, is that I have a comment <laughs> about Campbell. It's not really a question. This is a question and answer, not a you. Tell us we'll come back comment. to we'll come back to that and try to figure that Ella Rocho if you could sort that out. Mm. We'll come back to it after the Luke segment. Ian, let's cue up some theme music to put Luke on the hot seat. Luke's on the pierogi mountain hot seat. Ooh, that was good. <laughs> Luke, are you feeling that? <laughs> when did that start? Which one? I mean, did Matt Majeski pay for that or what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think at least we've been sending him bills. <laughs> yeah. We need to get with uh, accounts receivable and see if he's been paying this. I don't think he has. I don't think so either. There's been these guys in a truck out in the parking lot that I think are coming to take our um, granite countertops. They might be here for Bernie. That's true. <laughs> Not surprising. Yeah. Um, so we're going to put Luke Edwards here, Columbus, Ohio, on the broken bandwagon, Pierogi Mountain hot seat and ask him some questions. Some of them are from the internet as well. We asked earlier on. Um, we got a few here, and me and Ian will kind of alternate. Mm -hmm. And uh, these are personal. We might ask you about First Boner. Ryan Weeby's been known to bring that up before. Um, our first question comes to us from an R. Phillips in Columbus, Ohio. I'm not sure who that is. Um, and she wants to know, Luke, do you really believe the Browns are cursed? Oh, God. That's Quick a, answers. Hot seat, hot seat. Hot yeah. seat, hot seat. Go, uh, go, go. Yes. Yes, I really do. I really All right. Do, do yeah. believe the Browns are cursed. Um, Ian, you want to do the next one there? From, uh, I'd be another more than list? happy to. Brian, okay. thank you so much. No problem. Luke, are you raising your son, <laughs> are you raising your son yeah. as a Browns fan? Yes. yes Follow up. Why, why would you do that? That question, courtesy of ePrint of Athens, Ohio, I assume it stands for Esmeralda. Uh, I think uh, being a Browns fan definitely Esmeralda. teaches loyalty, so I, I think that's the main reason. That's good. Esmeralda Prince, thanks for the question. Good question. Um, I, Ryan, am, I didn't like write it? the would next like one, and one? I don't understand it, so I'm going to skip it. I'm going to skip it. Um, what? You do that one. I have, uh, want, all right. Luke, favorite no, favorite no Limit rapper? Oh, shit. Silk the Shocker. Oh, nice. 2K is on Soap the Shocker. <laughs> You're not a fan of right, um, right. Soldier Slim? No, no. I grew up on that shit. I used to have a No Limit chain, so, I mean, you know, you've seen my senior high school wow. picture. You saw what I look like. I have. We'll post it on the... We'll post it somewhere. <laughs> Please do. I really want to see this. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fantastic. All right, I'll... I will uh, uh, ask the next question, the one you didn't understand. Luke, yeah, okay. who is your favorite Brown from pre-Art Model as a treacherous cunt? Uh, pre-Art Model. So when Art Model was our owner, right? 
Yep, before they okay. move. Oh, fuck. I've always been a Testa Verde guy. What? I don't know. I, I know, I know. I, I think it was what? the eyebrow. Said, I've never even heard anybody no, that, say that. Do you, like, uh, do you put your hand in this cane? What is that? Well, yes, I do. I mean, okay. it, it'd be easy to say Webster Slaughter or Ernest Biner. Wearing the No Limit chain? Tommy Verdell, but... Yeah, exactly. Tommy Verdell. Touchdown Tommy, who scored <laughs> who is it? two touchdowns. Tommy Verdell. Do you think a lot of people... Do you think a lot of people are, are saying Tommy Verdell for that one? <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. Probably not. Uh, hot seat. Who is it right now? Tell me. Oh fuck. Probably not. I, I, right now. Hot seat. Hot Matt, seat. Hot seat. Matt hot Barr. seat. Matt Barr. I guess. All right. All right. Now follow up from the nice. post move new Browns. Browns. From the new Browns, it's like new Coke. It's just much worse than the old thing. And you cry all the time when you think about it. Mm. So who is your favorite new Brown? Who is my favorite new Brown? New one, new rounds. Hot seat, hot seat, hot seat. Go, go, go. Uh, TJ, TJ Ward. TJ Ward. He reminds and me a lot of Ronnie Lott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I grew up like in the, you nice. know, I used to watch the 49ers win all the time, and he's Ronnie Lott esque, I guess, as far as hitting. So you're a bandwagoner. Oh no, no, no. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I did rock a starter's jacket 49ers back uh, 1990ish. Oh, is this when you were wearing your I no feel like chain? I feel like we're getting deep here. We, we are, are getting. We are getting deep. This is what the hot seat's all about. I think the next question's going to reveal a lot. New Philadelphia or Dover? Fucking Dover, man. Are you serious? I, I, the questions here. I believe we're serious. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're definitely deep. Dover. All right. Yeah. All right. Were you around the Amish growing up? Yes. I mean, I grew up like literally, um, less than three hundred feet from Amish person. So when you got your no limit at all chain, times, was it like? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to cut close. Was it made out of barn wood? Was, I it, mean, they, was it part of your rumspriga? Was yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, that, I would put hundred spoke Dayton's on a Amish buggy. I had no <laughs> problem with that. I don't know what, what that means. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do. I bet you it's awesome. <laughs> Luke Edwards, as you know, myself and many of your fellow friends are from beautiful Lorraine, Ohio, the international city. If you were, if you grew up in Lorraine, Luke, not hard to imagine rocking that No Limit chain. I know. What high school would you have attended? Your choices being Admiral King, Southview, Open Door, or Amherst. Uh, you know, I'd go to Southview, Poppy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Where Matt Majestic. Boricua. Yeah, yeah. Boricua. Boricua. <laughs> Listen to fucking uh, Fat Joe and shit. Yeah, totally. Is Fat Joe a No Limit guy? Mm-mm. No. Well, no. But he Ian is. doesn't know it. Well, Ian well grew excuse up... me. Luke, <laughs> Ian didn't have the privilege of growing up in the hood of Dundee. He's from Lancaster. I grew up in what is literally the whitest place in America. No, I mean, my I old percentage lady... of population. My old lady's from Logan, so I think that's even whiter, right? Apparently not. I think uh, so. By... There was some study that came out, like, the three most racially homogenous cities in the country. The first two were in Texas and California, I believe, and they are like, largely Hispanic. But the, by by percentage, the whitest place in America, Lancaster, wow. Ohio. Wow. Next yeah, question, maybe. favorite Browns coach. Oh, fuck. Hazi, Hazi, Hazi. Oh, God. Wait, hold on. We actually, hold on real quick. I'm going to let him think about that. We have a note here from a listener that we should stop yelling hot seat, hot seat, hot seat at Luke. <laughs> Who is that listener? S. Oliver from Athens, Ohio. She also has a question, which I'll get to after break. Luke. Stephen Oliver, cool it. God. 
Uh, Give your grounds, coach. This is a bad question for hot seat. It's going to be Butch Davis, right? Wow. That just seems like that logic doesn't make any sense to me. No. Exactly. To answer your question, Luke, it doesn't have to be Butch Davis. You are wrong. Butch Davis. It doesn't have to be Butch Davis. All right. Um, Uh Well, thank you, Luke Edwards, for being on the Pierogi Mountain Broken Bandwagon hot seat this week. Let's cool that seat down. You can find pierogi. You can find pierogi Mountain down in Cafe Bourbon Street in Columbus, Ohio. Tuesday nights are pierogi night. Dollar pierogies. They have specials. They're awesome. Awesome pierogi. Yeah, Luke knows what's up. Oh yeah. Also, Matt Majeski. I hope you're seeing those bills. <laughs> Beyonce's got a song about it. How's it um, going? Uh, I'm not gonna do that. Dude, why not? I don't know. All right. S. Oliver, uh, from Ath- S. Oliver from Athens, Ohio asks us, though, is there a Browns player who is as bro as Rob Gronkowski? Um, It'd be Jordan Cameron, right? He seems yeah, kind of bro. He's also, he's very handsome, too. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gronk's handsome. He's just full of I think dick Jordan rock. Cameron's handsomer and less ridden with Ganeria. Yeah. Ganeria? What the hell is that? <laughs> Wow. My oh man. Yeah, that's live too, man. I know. I mispronounced uh, herpes. Ella Rocho in Cleveland, Ohio has a comment. Ian, did you want to read that about Campbell? Sure. Uh, he says, I did notice that Campbell was not 100% accurate with his passing today. The drop that Best had was because the pass was thrown behind him and Gordon adjusted amazingly to a pass also thrown behind him. I'm still a Campbell fan, but he's definitely no Brady. That is correct. That is 100% correct. On that yeah, drop from Best, I'm actually kind of, if it's the one I'm thinking of at the time, it's probably good that he didn't catch that ball because he would have just been tackled immediately and time would have ran off the clock. Yeah. But, I mean, Josh Gordon did adjust amazingly to a pass behind him, but Josh Gordon is also an elite wide receiver, so you kind of expect him to get it if it's near him. But Jason Campbell, by no means, uh, Mary Kay Cabot, is an elite NFL quarterback in spite of his performance today. I guess I have a question for you guys. Let's see. Like, Jason Campbell, why didn't we start him at the beginning of the season? And do you think it was because they were trying to give Whedon a shot or what? I was actually thinking about that too because you know I was thinking today that Campbell, even in the games that he's lost, has been fairly efficient for the most part, right? I mean, yeah. like at least you know he hasn't really had like a terrible game. And he uh, seems like, was it well, the, he's had a few. Yeah, he's had a couple in there. But but nevertheless, you know, like if you think about if you or just in general with Hoyer too, if you removed the Brandon Whedon games, you know this yeah. team is much different. I want to put that, a pause for this conversation real quick. Ella Rocha yeah. agrees with me. Does he? Nice. Does that make you feel good? I feel so good. El Orocho, don't give him too much validation. Um, anyway, continue. But, I mean, that's the thing. You know, at the beginning of the year, we were basically told that Campbell was the third best quarterback on this team, right? I mean, they went to him third in order of succession at the beginning. You know, it was Whedon and then Hoyer and then him. And he's been the one who's been by far, I think, the most consistent, right? He has, and I was, I was thinking about it a little bit today, too. Like, the Browns are 0-5 in games in which uh, Brandon Whedon started. Luke Stats. Edwards, do you want to read Luis Orocho's uh, comment there? El Orocho uh, <laughs> says because he's black. I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out what that was referring to, but... 
I think it's just a Jason Campbell. I mean, Brandon Whedon is as cracker as they come, right? Oh he's corn. Gosh. He's no, as corn yeah. as they come. Yeah. He's popcorn. Corn phone. Corn phone. Keep asking us Q's and A's. Um, we will Brian, be answering them. In... Okay, go ahead, Q. For you, I have a Q. Go ahead. America's Heartland. Oh, yeah, America's Heartland. Do we want to uh, talk about that real fast? I think we do. It, it's, it was brought up on a previous episode where Brian right? took umbrage. Yeah, I talk about that for a minute, Ian. You took umbrage. Uh, I took a little umbrage with something said by a PBS program called America's Heartland. Yes, they, if I recall correctly, they claimed uh, something along the lines, and this isn't verbatim, but I'm pretty sure it went, well, when Christopher Columbus discovered America, he also discovered corn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what they said, and it, it really pissed me off. I got some umbrage. And so I sent him a message. There wasn't like a direct email, so I sent him one through the website form, and then I liked him on Facebook and sent him a message there. And I put a comment on their Facebook, too. Nothing like crazy guy, you know, but like kind of like, hey, this was stupid. And I sent him a message, and I didn't hear back, and I tweeted at him, and I didn't hear back. And then the other day, you know, I was still kind of mad about it, obviously, but some time had passed, healed the wound a little bit. And the other day, I'm looking at Facebook, and there's this picture comes up in my feed from America's Heartland. And it's a picture of this truck, like a pickup truck. And it's got snow on it. And the caption just says, winter is coming. And I just got so mad again. And I was like, so you guys can do that shit, but you can't answer my question about why you're a bunch of racists, essentially, is where I was at at that moment. So I sent him another message, which I would like to read. Um, this is from the other day hello that's a good way to start I found at least I thought so Um, I sent a message a while back on here and left a comment as well couldn't find direct direct email though I did email through the website and was disappointed not to hear back you said several episodes ago that Christopher Columbus discovered corn when he discovered the new world and of course that is a completely ignorant statement that is false on both accounts It's impossible for someone to discover something that people, and I put this in all caps, are already at and had been for thousands of years. And of course, corn had been growing there already for quite some time too. And even in terms of Europeans, he was not the first one to visit the North American continent. I am blown away that a PBS syndicated program that intends to be educational would so blatantly push a false belief like this to its audience. And I'm disappointed that I didn't even get a response to why this happened. But of course, you're busy posting trucks with snow on them and letting us know winter is coming. I heard Christopher Columbus also discovered winter. <laughs> I guess I should not expect too much worldview from a show called America's Heartland. I look forward to your response and thank you in advance. Brian Costco, Athens, Ohio. To which Damajeski brought up quite, I think, quite correctly that they read that as Quacky McQuackenbush, Hippie Town, USA. Um, which is probably correct. It did, actually, it did, well, it did have the tone of a letter to the Athens News. Well, you know, I mean, I'm a product of my environment, Ian. True that. You yeah. are indeed. Um, and they responded. So before we go to break, I wanted to read their response. I think it's worthwhile. Um, I still haven't responded, actually. I'm letting this one kind of maul itself over. So if anyone in the Q&A has any comments or, you know, uh, advice on this, that'd be great, too. Um They responded, Brian, there was no disrespect meant in not getting back to you in a timely manner. Just the realities of the demands of television production. 
I'm sorry if you saw it that way. So people, it's a demanding world out there in that field. Um, to your statement about Columbus and corn, I brought your comments to our series producer who put together the material for which the Columbus reference was taken. Here's his reply. Well, the whole Columbus thing is reminiscent of someone who got the credit while others did some or all the work. Consider the fact that, quote, in 1492, when Columbus sailed the ocean blue, end quote, he touched down on the islands in the Caribbean, completely missing what is the continental U.S. today. Similarly, David Sarnoff and RCA are credited with real advancement in modern television, even though Philo Farnsworth and early inventors in Great Britain did much of the heavy lifting. And to those who credit Columbus often ignore the whole Leif Erikson thing in the 11th century that claims that John Cabot, really a Venetian named Cabato, touched the real North American continent in 1497. And those that claim an Irishman, St. Brendan, beat the Erikson party by several hundred years. And those who say Asian Americans were the first Americans because they came over 12 to 20,000 years ago, probably crossing a glacial land bridge between Siberia and Alaska. So why do we say Columbus discovered America in corn? While both had been around for centuries, it was really a game-changing discovery, that's in quotes, it was a discovery, also in quotes, to Columbus and to those in Western civilization. Um, and then this jackass just goes on. I feel like I already read too much of it. Um, and then well, they, thank, <laughs> they thank me for the feedback at the end of it. Before you called him a jackass, I was going to say that uh, the point that they brought up was, like, if I remember correctly, the point I brought up when you had your initial beef with America's Hard Land. Like, it wasn't actually a discovery, but for uh, you know Western Europe at the time, it would have been. Yeah, but these guys seem like... Now they I feel like they've upped their game between being like ignorant racists to being like those <laughs> that have decided that the information they have really isn't all that correct, but they're still going to present it as in an educational, factual manner. We have two uh, cues to A before we go to break. The first okay. one from El Orocho. Why did it go Whedon, Hoyer, and then Campbell? I think I have an answer for that. Go ahead. Uh, Whedon, he was the starter last year. Uh, a bit more of a known commodity. I don't want to say necessarily compared to Jason Campbell, who started a whole bunch more games, but he was kind of familiar to the Browns, even with the new regime. But I don't think they were sold on him, but they kind of had to keep going with him because he was the first-round draft pick from the year before. They went to Hoyer after that because of the three quarterbacks, he was their boy. You know what I mean? Cleveland boy. Yeah, he's a Cleveland boy. He's the guy that uh, uh, Lombardi brought in, I believe. Right. And that's, that's the guy that, of, of the three, he was the one that they had the most faith in, and then, of course, he blew out his knee. And then that led to the rest of the stuff. And if I, yeah. if you guys think I'm wrong, you know, feel free to. And and Lombardi already had a disdain for Whedon since he came aboard, so that kind of makes sense. Well, Lombardi's not a baseball fan. <laughs> Doesn't like baseball. He uh, has several fantasy teams, though. You remember he was in studio earlier this true. year. We should have him back sometime. Um, we got. Let's do these last two questions, and then we're going to go to break. We're going a little long here. S. Oliver. Um, S. Oliver asks, who is worse, Christopher Columbus or Art Modell? Wow. Art Modell. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty I, easy one. I, I don't know. I live in the capital city, so, you know, I'm always going to be a Columbus fan, right? Right. I, I don't know. Fuck him. Art Modell. Okay. Yeah. So All it's right. unanimous. Art Modell 
Art Modell's worse than Christopher Columbus. Than the genocidal maniac Christopher Columbus. But I mean, uh, am, wait, before we go, am I, am I on a... Am I on a Howard Zen podcast or is this a Browns podcast? I'm confused. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Look at this guy this over here. The first time we've ever been uh, uh, chastised for going off topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez. Let's talk about the fucking Browns some more. All right. Let's everybody this get is, sad. And... You were all, you know, as my guest, you're also encouraged to bring any personal non football related beef you have on there. Oh, uh, fuck. You don't want to hear it. You see my Facebook updates. You don't want to hear any of that shit. Maybe we'll give you a whole separate one, also called Six Bs in a P. <laughs> and what does that even El mean? El Rocho. Oh my God, we're not. No, we're not going. We're not going through the again. El Rocho, and then we're going to break. Go. El Rocho says, "Why can't you call a fair catch on an onside kick? You can, but then you have to catch, catch it, it, right? But you have to catch it, and the Browns failed miserably at that." Yeah, that's the difficult part. All right, I'm going to send it off to break. Uh, for those of you that are live listening to us, we will be back at 10.15 Eastern time. We might even be back a little bit before then. Um, come back. We're going to do that's the a, last little bit of the episode. Is that a long break? That's, that's too a long. long. That's 20 minutes almost. What do you, okay, sorry. I thought it was later than it was. What time will we be back? We'll be back in probably 10 minutes. Yeah, we'll be back at 10.05 p.m. Eastern Time, 9.05 Central. Um, we're going to do the last little bit of the show. Keep those questions coming, though. We'll see them. As we mentioned, Brian Weeby couldn't be with us this week in studio or for Broken Bandwagon. So it's my pleasure, through Brian, to introduce our substitute Broken Bandwagoner for the week, none other than Chris Poland, 6 Bs and a P, AquabraeLegion.com. One source for force. Hi-ho, everyone. Chris Poland here, standing in for Brian Weeby on this broken bandwagon. In this installment, I'd like to use my allotted time to propose to you, our loyal listeners, the benefits of supporting a losing team this late in the regular season of the National Football League. At this point in seasons past, I, perhaps like many of you, would have already given up on caring about football and let the Browns struggle on without me. I either left the television on in the background as I busied myself with other tasks, casually glancing up, letting out a resigned chuckle or a shake of my head to acknowledge inevitable failures, or I just stopped watching entirely, safe in the knowledge that I was, at the very least, postponing the eventual disappointment that would come when I heard the score the following day. But not this year. This year, I'm embracing our oft-held bottom-dwelling position. Why? Well, I believe there are certain psychological advantages that accompany backing a hopeless team throughout the month of December. While those fans who support teams that are playoff-bound worry about home-field advantage, and others who cheer on teams hunting elusive wildcard spots fret over every agonizing down of not just their own team, but also divisional rivals, we Browns backers can rest assured that our season is over, and nothing, nothing, barring the miraculous, is going to change that. I accept that, and I've come to terms with it. Some diehard fanatics may tout that it's not over yet, that some good may well come of this season. Here is the best of what's left of the season as far as I can see it. If we're fortunate enough to win a game or two, that's great. We can revel in the momentary triumph. If we lose every single game from here on out, that's fine too. It just means a higher pick come draft day. Either way, this season is lost. But that's alright. 
While you join us at six B's and a P and waiting for next year, please use this opportunity to take advantage of this gift that the Cleveland Browns have given us. Enjoy the benefits of December's bleak bounty. Hunker down with a cup of hot cocoa in your favorite book under a comfy blanket. Cozy up next to a warm fireplace with your friends, family, and loved ones. Build a snow person. Build an entire team of football-playing snow people and magically breathe life into them so we can recruit them next season. Take a long, contemplative walk. Long enough that your cheeks redden and your nose hairs freeze. Consider all the triumphs and tragedies that next season will no doubt bring. While other fans anguish over the remaining high-stakes games, we can enjoy what the rest of the world has to offer, at least until next season. This is Chris Poland, standing in for Brian Weeby on the Broken Bandwagon, bidding you farewell until next time. All right, we are back. Thank you, Chris Poland, for the Pierogi Mountain Broken Bandwagon Subway Fresh Take Bandwagon. My name is Ian. I am uh, not the host. We talked about this last week. Brian Costco, you're the host. I am. And Luke Edwards is a pussy. <laughs> mm. But he's with us, too. Sure. We're, I mean, you know. I feel like at this point, maybe he's against us. Really? Luke? Yeah. Uh. No. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. So why am I calling you names? He didn't want to bring us back from the break. I guess because I'm a, I'm a virgin at this, so, like, no. you know, it's like my first public speaking course. I'm not fucking used to it. No one's listening to this, though. Well, That's true. Well, either way, you guys are, and I, I'm kind of trying to impress, I guess, so you guys bring me back someday. That's but a good point, yeah. We did only have him in just because both Brian and Chris couldn't do it this week. That was the only reason. <laughs> well, that. we tried to but have I mean, sometimes last... it's Wait. a foot in the door, Luke. So, so I'm the last pick in dodgeball on that asshole? Well, no, no we picked other people. Well, yeah, and there's a few ahead of you. You know, I mean, it's complicated. We tried to have you last week or the week before, and you couldn't do it. I got kid Your problems, Baby man. was shitting or something, dude, right? I'm a yeah. grown-ass man, and I shit, and I'm still on this motherfucker. Yeah, he's, he manages to make it happen. So. Does anybody have kids here? Not here. Not among uh, the two of us. I mean, we you're, know of. No, well. I'm like, I'm like Cromartie. I got like seven kids. I don't even know their fucking names. Yeah? Which one shit on you? Uh, Jameis. <laughs> James Winston. Yeah. Um, let's yeah. do Steelers. Well, wait, wait, go I mean, ahead. What, is that really a ahead. question? Uh, what is uh, it? Ella Rocho says, thanks, asshole. To, to who? I don't know. It's just this thanks, asshole. Uh, Ella Rocho, if you could clarify who the asshole is. And, that would be and, good. And also why they're an asshole. Yeah. Steelers check in. They lost to the Dolphins. They sure did. And they also uh, spiraling out of the possibility of playoffs. Uh, you know, a big point about that. I have, I have a question for both of you guys. Is do you think that cold weather bullshit's true? Like, like it was obviously Miami and Pittsburgh playing. Do you think that fucking matters? It didn't in this one, I guess. I mean, obviously, but when people say, "Oh well, you know, a team from Miami's coming up to play," is this fucking? I mean, does it matter? Sorry, that was the ESPN commentary coming in there. It maybe matters. There's I don't think so. It. You don't think? I just saw a thing on uh, Peyton Man. On Deadspin earlier this week about how West Coast teams do better at night games, I believe. 
Yeah. I have, to, I have to double check on that. I mean, it's got to be something to it. It's just what you're accustomed to. We have yeah, a, if it throws you off your routine, it, yeah. yeah. We have a cue from S. Oliver who says, leave Luke alone. Luke, I have a question for you to answer. How's it feel to be defended by a girl? Uh, you know, Sherry is a, a beautiful woman, I guess. I guess. Hey, I hey, that. hey, oh, so, hey. Whoa. whoa. Not I'll, impressing the boss that way, man. <laughs> so it feels good. <laughs> that's good. All right. All right, that's a good answer, actually. Ella Rocha says, uh, Brian said no one was listening. Brian, that makes you the asshole. <laughs> and this Google question, Google Plus question oh, yeah. sucks. It is not real time. So uh, Google Plus. You can also ask the question on Facebook. You can, which you is also probably not real America. time. America. Yeah, Ella Rocha, reach out. SLR. Reach out to us. Ask us some questions. Um, so Steelers lose to the Dolphins, who are still in the playoff hunt. Steelers drop to 5-8. and eight. Those guys suck. They can eat our butts. They can, they can eat every single butt that we have. Um, oh, they're already calling for Tomlin's head in Pittsburgh, just FYI. Ooh. They want it served on a bed of uh, french fries on a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get beer at a store in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. Right? That, I mean, liquor laws here in Minnesota, the Minnesota part of the Aqua Bear Complex, are a little goofy. Because you have to go to a liquor store. They don't sell beer and groceries or gas stations or anything. Okay. But it's it's not as it's still somehow not as restrictive as the weird Pennsylvania liquor law bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I wanted to switch to the Steelers check-in. I also wanted to kind of add a draft check-in element to it for these last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian, where are we at with our, our pick? That, as you know, we traded Trent Richardson for a pick, um, the Colts' first-round pick, and, and then we have our own. Ian, where are those picks are? Where where are those picks are, Ian? Where are those picks currently? Do you guys love Pixar? Um, Pixar. The most recent thing I could find was from a few hours ago. It only does the top ten. So as it stands right now, the Cleveland Browns have the number six pick, and the uh, Indianapolis Colts are outside of the top ten. Yes, that would make sense. That is taking into account this week's results. Uh, through last week, I can find that the Colts pick would have been about number 25 before the loss. Uh, they're 9-5, and five, I believe, now. So with, with the loss, it probably drops down a couple spots. So still early 20s on that pick from the Colts. We are looking yeah. pretty solidly at a top 10 pick right now. Yeah, ours is definitely going to be in the top 10. I Ideally think. top 5. Because yeah. fuck it, why not? Luke, you had some stats. Uh, we, we discussed over break a little bit of controversy here in studio for those who saw how the sausage was made. Luke coming to his first ever guest appearance, and he's dishing out some stats. He's Well, he said he was trying to impress us, but really he's <laughs> apparently just stepping on toes. He's just hitting <laughs> on our wives and <laughs> taking our job. Yep, basically. Um, let's see. Uh, Trent Richardson who we traded the Colts, obviously has 411 yards this year um, and two touchdowns. Is that on 411 carries? Uh, (laughs) Do you have how many carries? I do not have how many carries. Not impressed. Oh, yeah. You know who would have had had that? Stats. Stats. Well, stats might have had that, but is that really relevant when you're 14 games in and you only have 411 yards? Yes, it is. I I don't know. 
You can have 411 yards on one carry. I mean, when you trade a, <laughs> a first-round pick for a person, I don't think it's relevant. I don't know. That's true. 411 so. yards sucks, which gets me thinking, America, about Bobby Rainey, man. What's up with that guy? We should have never got rid of him. I uh, know. We kept he had Whitaker. Candidate. We, we kept Mar- Marquise Gray. We keep... I mean, we call him old legs McGahee. The reality is he's younger. He than got I knocked am. out today too. He got, knocked well. yeah. he got concussed. He is he is concussed. Um, but he is younger yeah. than I am. Yeah. <laughs> Last week uh, we talked about how we're gonna try to look forward a little bit here on six Bs and a P. The Browns um, are not an option to stay too, in the present for too long. That just gets sad. Um, but the future, you know, it hasn't happened yet, so there's some possibility there, right? And we talked about quarterback being a position of need, of course, probably the most glaring one, I think, uh, though there are others. And last week we talked about free agent possibilities, which were varying degrees of frightening and probably wouldn't happen. And um, research scientists. And, sci- yeah, Dan Orlovsky, um, we're... You know, we'd love to have it, give it a shot. I mean, you could be number 21. Yeah, right. Right? Um, this week, we wanted to talk a little bit about the draft, some possibilities in the draft, and I think we're all just going to kind of throw out some names. Obviously, as Ian mentioned, uh, we have a what we think is going to be a top 10 pick, but quarterbacks are a pretty hot commodity now, and people are drafting them much higher than they probably should be just so that other teams don't get them, and we'll have a few teams ahead of us who need quarterbacks as well. Who wants to start? Luke. Uh, Derek Carr, Fresno State. What? Who's that guy? Is he any relation to David Carr of his, football? No, his yes, he is relation to him. Oh, it is, it is his brother, but his stats are going up, and that's who I'm seeing on a lot stats. of uh, mock drafts. So let's see him, Derek Carr, because we're not going to get one of the first couple guys. No, we're not. Him. But I like to throw this in here. What I mean, what do you guys think would have happened if we would have? We would have secured that RG three pick last year. I mean, uh, he'd be out with injuries. Yeah, exactly. So I just found this Sports <laughs> Illustrated has uh, they just put out their top ten mock draft after this week's results uh, about twenty minutes ago now. Oh, all right. They have Derek Carr, brother of David, sucks a football car, going number four to the Minnesota Vikings. The Cleveland Browns, number seven. They have for. Sammy Watkins, a wide receiver out of Clemson. I don't think that's that guy is pretty yeah, good. That guy is good. Yeah, that's good. We don't need a wide receiver. No, we don't. We don't need a wide receiver at all. Quarterback. Yeah, um, the, well, the, some other names. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater has kind of been the number one guy, the guy out of Louisville. He's been sort of touted as the the top prospect. But, you know, we're looking at – I mean, the Jags obviously are winning some games, so they might not be ahead of us. But it seems the Texans will be, um, and they need a quarterback. The, as it stands right now, the Texans would have the number one draft pick, followed by St. Louis, Atlanta, Minnesota, Oakland, Jacksonville at six, Cleveland at seven, Buffalo at eight, Tampa Bay, and then the Schittsburg dickheads rounding out the top ten. Do you like what I did there, Schittsburg dickheads? I did. That was funny. Uh, Ron did Pittsburgh and the Steelers. <laughs> and so there's a few teams there that need quarterbacks and a few that don't, you know, but you got to figure even at if they stay around even six or seven, they're going to be a few quarterbacks in probably at that point. Yeah, but we have the most picks to deal with out of any of the teams in this next year's draft. 
Uh, this mock draft only has two quarterbacks going before the Browns pick, and Teddy so, Bridgewater at number one, and Derek Carr at four. Who else do you guys like? You, Luke, you got any other names that you've been hearing? Uh, I do like Taj Boyd. But that's oh, just from me. Clemson, yeah. So Keely Smith all over again. Hey. Uh, Ella Rocha makes the comment that he thinks running back is a need in the first round, and I can't necessarily disagree. Even maybe that, with that second pick. Maybe a guy like uh, maybe Carlos Hyde out of Ohio State. But even, I mean, I think Hyde might even be available in the second or third. Still, I mean, you know, yeah, I saw him as a fifth rounder. Yeah, I mean, he'd be great though. He'd be perfect for <laughs> right. the Browns. Mel Kiper like, yeah. the third. <laughs> <laughs> Our own draft. Can we announce you as our official six P and a P draft analyst? Six P one P draft specialist, Doctor Luke Edwards. Hey, my fucking hair is better than that fox. Seriously, it's, uh, it's some, he's got some hair. He does have something. Um, what about like? So we mentioned Taj Boyd. There's Derek Carr. Um, there's a guy from Northern Illinois, the Matt guy. What's his name? Oh, who Anybody? Knows? No. Uh, the AJ McCarron from Alabama. Oh, from Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he, um, his hot girlfriend will come with that, right? I think so. So I, what? that works out. She's going to go play beer pong with Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Now, that's going to end up with her being riddled with STDs. <laughs> um, what about Johnny Manziel? No, fuck no. Hell no. Football Johnny, they call him. No. I don't know if they call him that. Do they call him that? <laughs> I don't do we have know. Any, Johnny do we Football. Have any, do we have any questions no. out there? It's a great time, America. If you have any questions for us, we'll do another big check-in before... Um, looks like we have a tweet suggestion. We'll use that later. Um, you know, so obviously the Browns are going to have to get someone in the draft, and I think you know, as far as quarterbacks go, there's the big names like the people we mentioned now, and apparently David Carr's fucking brother is one of those guys now. Which, oh no, I mean, <laughs> I, but whatever. I, I had no idea. I mean, I buy it. You know, who cares? I mean, like, but Ian, I thought you actually brought up a good point, which was that. If it was RG three or if it was whoever, like they would be out with an injury. Like it yeah, doesn't our, matter. It's the Browns, right? The, the offensive line is pretty bad. Like they they did okay today at pass blocking. Good today, Jesus but Christ, not for the running. The Patriots are the worst run defense in the league, and still your leading rusher is a wide receiver on one reverse. Yeah, it's just embarrassing how bad they are at uh, football. Well, maybe, let's, they, maybe um, they do need football, John. We have another Q&A coming in from El Rocho again. Uh, how do you think the dynamic of the game would have been if we had actually had a decent running game? <sighs> well, that's interesting. It didn't affect the pass. I mean, Campbell threw for three yeah, yeah. however many yards. You know, like, that's pretty awesome. Usually the run game, in addition to getting you yards that way, I was also supposed to set up the pass game, right? The, the Patriots defense also just kind of sucks. I, I, I don't think it would have changed the dynamic of the game. I think... Um... God would have reached down and just uh, kissed us. Kiss, kiss Tom Brady. Kiss Tom Brady running this far. I don't think we've talked enough, or at all even, about how shitty that pass interference call was in the end zone. That was terrible. Yeah, oh, my God. Like, yeah. What was that guy's name? Somebody on my Facebook feed posted that guy's name. And his, I think his last name was Booger. The, the ref. Well, I would not be surprised. It was like Jamal, Jerome Booger. I did say some very unkind things in our text thread, which probably shouldn't be repeated here. Yeah, we won't talk about that. No, um, but, but to it was, answer Ella Rocho's question, I mean, 
I think that a decent running game would help the Browns in lots of situations. I mean, they just become completely dependent on passing the ball. Um, and that's tough, you know. I mean, they obviously have a really good passing game. Josh Gordon's able to be awesome, even if Brandon Whedon is his quarterback. And it, it was nice to see Jordan Cameron again making yeah. some plays. Or Jor- Jordan Campbell. Whatever his name is. Yeah, those announcers were pretty bad. What else do we have here? I think it's time for Tweet of the Week. <gasps> it's the Tweet of the Week. We have a couple this week, as normal. Um... Luke, actually, will it, since you're the new the new guy in the block, we're going to do the, you the honors. If you'd, um, I mean, you could do it a variety of ways, but we need you to get Bernie's attention. Bernie Kozar. Uh, yeah, he hangs around. In fact, I mean, he's probably, I don't know if you see, there's a kind of a window with some blinds over in the, to the it, left of you there. It snowed, so I don't know how he's doing. Yeah, it has snowed since he's been out there, but he's usually outside, and I just need usually like some garlic or any sort of... Uh, a reflection usually gets him excited. Anything to bring him in. We're going to read our tweets of the week, and then Bernie will come in and do his. Um, you could put out the... It's like a bat signal, but it's mm-hmm. not as cool as Batman. No, and, and then you just get some drunk asshole in here. Yeah, first tweet of the week comes from Marquise Gray. And I should mention, too, that we did this you know, Sunday night, um, so there's not a ton to pick from as far as Browns players, but I wanted to include one. He is at Marquise... G uh, for Gray, I would imagine. Wouldn't rather go to war on Sundays with any other team but my team, the Browns. So he still feels good about that. I'm having difficulty parsing that sentence. Yeah. Um, Terry Pluto, writer for the Cleveland Plain Dealer, Cleveland.com, tweeted, the Cleveland Browns don't just lose... They do it in a way that seems impossible to believe. I feel like that's a pretty good <laughs> summation of today's yeah. game. You can find him what on Twitter at t- Terry Pluto. What? The game a few years ago where basically it all hinged on the snap of an extra pointer, a field goal going off the foot of a lineman. Do you remember oh, what I'm talking about? Yeah, vaguely. It's, it's shit like that, and it yeah. just only happens to the Browns. Our man LJ Fort coming in from his Twitter, at I underscore serve 24. He just tweeted, numbers don't lie. That is true. The Patriots scored more points and therefore won. (laughs) That is true. Um, We have one more came in from one of our um, listeners out there. Jason Pinkston, at Jason Pinkston OL. I haven't had a haircut in over a month. Looking real rough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I think my favorite tweet after the game was from the uh, at I four eighty bridge tweet that said uh, the Browns just got flagged going on their team bus. So that was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, is Bernie Bernie? Hey, is he? Luke? Ian, What's open he the doing? door and just yell in the parking lot. Right, right, right. Hold on, hold on. Hey, uh, Bernie! What? Come here real quick. All right. He's coming. Bernie Kosar, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Luke, yeah. have you ever met Bernie before? Probably a childhood hero of yours. Oh, no. Oh, uh, Luke is... <laughs> Luke, I'm Bernie, Bernie. <laughs> What's Luke, up, Bernie? I, Luke, I hear you, you have uh, uh, daddy, daddy things you do. Daddy issues or daddy things? Da- daddy things that you do. You are a daddy. Yes. I have a daughter. 
Oh, do you, Bernie? I have her. Her name is Lexi Silver. Is she, she a porn star? I, no, she's an actress. Oh, she okay. she she uh, twitters. She twitters at at twitter dot twitter. All right, Mr. Kosar. Um, glad that Luke could meet you. Thanks for coming. Um, how you doing out there with the snow? It's uh, cold, but sometimes I like to pee. Okay, I mean that's covers it, I think. Um, I like Bernie, to do that inside, though. Don't do it, please. Are you doing it? Oh, you're you are you are you're, you're definitely <laughs> doing it. You're definitely. That's not funny, Bernie. 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 I got Bernie. you. I got you. Yeah, you did get us right there by urinating all over the studio. Um, definitely got us. Um, Mr. Kosar, why don't you read your tweet of the week and then just get the get the hell out of here? Uh, well, yeah, I, got, I got things I gotta do anyway. Yeah, you do. Bernie Kosar at Bernie Kosar QB. We, we lost the Luke. <laughs> why did I wait? Bro- what's that? We lost. Keep Luke, going. Luke, Luke, why did where'd, I, he, where'd he go? Uh, Bernie, 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 where'd he go? <laughs> oh no! Oh God! I just threw up in my pee. <laughs> Is Ian, Ian, are you still here? Yeah, I'm just trying to stay away from this train wreck. Yeah, okay. Of a segment. Um, Bernie, go, Bernie, why don't you go ahead and finish that tweet? All right. What an opportunity this weekend for so many people, not just players. There are... Capital R. Uh, I wasn't done. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So many important, exciting games. College, ampersand, proc. Procue, procue. Procue, is that procue? Procue out in Bernie. All right. Um, I gotta go, I gotta go. All right, Bernie Kosar, ladies and gentlemen. Bernie Kosar, Tweet of the Week. Stay warm. He's gone. He, is he? Yeah, he just kind of ran off into the snow and dove behind a garbage dumpster. And Luke's gone. He took Luke. Yeah, he did. Oh. Luke went with him. They. Huh. That oh. can't be good. That's not good. No, we're gonna. He was asking good. all those questions about his kid. It kind of seemed like a little bit. <laughs> that was weird, right? I mean, it was yeah. uncomfortable. I mean, I don't have children, but it felt a little uncomfortable for me, even. Um, uh, well, I mean, Brady seems kind of proud of his daughter. Anyway, I think so. He seems to think she's a well. She is an actress of sorts. Yeah, she's a, she of sorts. All right. Um, those uh, are our tweets uh, of the week. Ella Roach has a question. Okay. He's not driving home, is he? Referring to Bernie? No, we've been trying to get him to go home for quite some time. Yeah, if he would drive home, I gotta yeah. let you guys know. I'd probably let him. Uh, mm-hmm. I know it's wrong, but yeah. he really has been here for about two months now, mm-hmm. and um, hasn't he's he's not changed clothes. He just he did just pee everywhere. Everywhere. And then everywhere. threw up in that pee. Um, and that's like, Luke's, par- Luke's part of the studio. I, well, maybe that's why Luke left. Yeah. Hmm. Why don't we go ahead, and I guess, I mean, I guess we'll invite our listeners out there um, listening live and commenting to participate in this as well since Luke's gone. Let's do the Lucy Memorial trivia question. Cue up the music. Do you have any? Lucy, we miss you. Oh, that is, she would like that, mm-hmm. I think. It really would mean a lot. Yeah, yeah she's a good dog. Jason Campbell had how many yards today, Ian? Uh, 391, I believe. 
391. I learned that that was the sixth most passing oh, yards oh, for Browns quarterback. Oh, hold on, hold on. Luke's back, Luke. Doorbell sorry, is Luke. Sorry, Luke. sorry. Luke, did, what happened? Did you go did, with Bernie? Did he, he touch you? Right when he left. Yeah, yeah, my taint is touched. Oh, oh. So, Luke, you, you came back just in time. We're going to do the Lucy Memorial trivia question here. We'd like you to take a guess as well. Um, and America, you're invited to answer. If you're correct, Dave Obenauer will call Carl Castle and yell um, offensive things at him, I think. Yeah, I think that's where we are. On copy that. here says. That's a, that's a um, bit we kind of abandoned. <laughs> yeah. Jason Campbell, as we mentioned, 391 yards a day, the sixth most passing yards by a quarterback in Browns history, both old and new. My question to all of you, I don't necessarily need the amount of yards, but that's bonus if you get near it, but... Which Browns quarterback holds the record for most passing yards as a Browns quarterback in a game? In a game. Mm-hmm. One game. I'm going to go Kelly Holcomb. You have a guess at how many yards? Uh, 460. Okay, 460 for Kelly Holcomb. Ian? Doug Peterson. <laughs> how many yards for Doug? 435. All right. Anybody out there in Google Plus land and the YouTube? As Oliver Elorocho. Elorocho does say, "Sorry for your loss, Brian and Sherry. That's very sweet of you." I'm just gonna go ahead and give you the answer. To that. <laughs> I'm just laughing at how sad this whole thing is. I do appreciate S. Oliver and Elorocho, but that's yeah. It, we can it, always it, get a few more though. I know. If, if you're out there listening in the future, America. Go fuck yourself. Oh well, that's not going to get us any new people. I don't think. Just put it at the beginning for Stitcher. Okay. Um, the correct- we have a guess. We do have a guess from El Rocho. What is it? Says, it? Derek Anderson, 458 yards. Okay. Still to S. Oliver, it <laughs> says, I don't know much about quarterbacks. I was going to guess the same as L. <laughs> okay. Um, Tim Couch, correct- something, something, she says. Okay. The correct answer is none other than six B's and a P's own Bernie Kosar. Bernie threw for 489 yards <laughs> against the New York Jets on January 3rd, 1987. He is 22nd that. on the list overall. I oh, threw well. for all those yards. <laughs> you got to leave, Bernie. I don't okay. even know. I'm not even uh, sure why you came back. I don't even know. Nobody well, I, I got to make a poop. All right, you got to do that outside. Uh, do I? All right. Um, anything else, guys, this week? Luke? Uh, dicks? I don't know. I like, that's... I like where that's going. Ian? Um, no. All right, next week, Browns play the Bears in Cleveland. Six Bs and a P will be there. I'm going. I'm not. Uh, Is this at home? It's at home, dude. Oh, that's that's a definite loss. Yeah. yeah Where are you guys sitting? I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. But we're okay. going. Are you in the? Yeah. Are you going to park in the Muni lot or no? I have some friends that have a little tailgating spot, so we're going to go have a beer or two at them. Are they, are these? Is this Lorraine trash or no? <laughs> no. Whoa. Whoa, Luke. L word. He's talking like he's from Salon or some shit. <laughs> Salon. <laughs> Solon. That's not how you say that. Solon. <laughs> That's awesome. Who gives a shit? Wow. We're leaving that in. No, I give a shit. Because that's what? funny. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, 
No, these are some friends from Athens. Oh, really? They know they know something about football, or they do. Oh. Mostly in between hacky sack. Okay, got you. <laughs> smoking, um, smoking dopes. Right. So Browns play the Bears. We'll be there. I'll try to record some stuff. I'll be there with Brian Weeby and Sherry. Now and this. You've given both Chris and I shit and Brian Weeby for uh, not imploring Captain Cleveland to record a little promo. If I find him, I'm talking to you, him about you it. You better do it. If I find him, I'll t- I'm going to make him do it. He really, his voice is like fucking, I just Like know. roofies, like audio roofies. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I'm getting a little uh, worked up over here thinking about it. Luke, do you get chubs for Captain Cleveland? No, but I do get a chubs over my cousin telling me that this one time he got to see uh, Little John's penis in a locker room. What? Yeah, Why Little John. Little John in a locker room. He was doing a like a speaking engagement at a high school. Like my, it was at a high school. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, hold like on. Little John from yeah, Big Chuck. No, Big Chuck and Little John. Oh, Big Chuck and Little John in Cleveland, yeah. Ohio. Ian probably doesn't even know what that shit is. Is this, is this some salon bullshit? What are you talking no, about? No, Well, I'll show you after the show. Ian does not know what that is. No, oh, I my don't. God. That is so Cleveland. It's unreal. So, it is. It's a very, yeah. So he saw Little John's penis? Not Little John the rapper. Little John the... And not Little John... They were taking a shower. I don't know why they were taking a shower. At the this guy and Little John were taking a shower? Well, Big Chuck and Little John. Together? <laughs> at the high did school. See, did he see, at the high so they're in a high school locker room just taking yes. a shower. That's and it's totally Garway, it's Garway High School in Sugar Creek, Ohio. Yes. Okay. Sugar Creek. Wait. So Big Chuck was in the shower too? Yeah, I I don't know why they were taking a shower. I don't know if it was like a a basketball game, but he just I remember him. <laughs> Does that make me, it make more sense? Why are they they're not dirty? Nah, well, I have a number of questions. They're not, are they in the basketball? <laughs> okay, go ahead, Ian. Is is little John a misnomer? Little John is a no. He's uh, tiny. He's a little. Pe- person. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, well, I don't I mean, know. Yeah, what about his wing? Yeah, he is Big John. There you go. Big John. Is where it like, counts. So I'm well, talking downtown. I just found out he's a little person, and you're calling him Big John where it counts. Is his no, Big not John he... like if if you put <laughs> if you put his wing on a normal sized dude, would you still call him Big John? <laughs> Good question. I, I guess. I, the only thing I have to really compare it to would be like if you imagine Shaquille O'Neal's dog. I am. How Go big on. it is? Yeah. All right. Anyway, so little John's in the shower. Your friend saw him naked. That's well, the story. Well, what yeah, about I big, mean, what's Big Chuck? What's that's a lot. Deal? That's a big good enough for the story. I didn't mean it like that. Is it just oh, like no. a, a big fat guy and a midget running around? No, and there's, big no, there's, there's celebrities guy. in Cleveland. He's a oh, tallman. Yeah. They are celebrities, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He's, well, he's a tallman. <laughs> Tallman. He's a Tallman. <laughs> and for the record, Big Chuck and or Little John, we'd love to have you on the show. Also, Little John the Rapper. If if you guys want to be on the show, just email us at littlejohngiantwang at Browns vs. Bears next week. We'll be there. I'll try to record some stuff. If I see Captain Cleveland, I will try to stay away from his steely weakening gaze long enough to ask him to record a promo. But you should ask him about his wang. Who do the Browns play the rest of the year? I know they played the Steelers last game of the season. Steelers, the Jets, I believe. Jets. We're going to lose all yes. of these games, right? We are going to be 4-12 and 12 when all is said and done. Luke, do you feel that way too? I think we got a chance against the Jets, but that's about it. They're pretty terrible. They got, who they got? They're running Geno Smith out Gino there? Geno Smith. Little yeah. Geno-no. How's his wine? It's pretty big. <laughs> 
Right. How have you seen Geno Smith's wang? I'm just glad we got on the topic of wangs. Yeah, really. I'm glad. <laughs> I, I mean, we try to make our guests comfortable here. Thank you. Is that what it um, took? Apparently. <laughs> Do we have any more Q's and A's coming in, Ian, before we sign off? Ella Rocha's test, six B's, and little John P. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We'll end on that note. Um, I'm your host, Brian Costco. I want to thank my guest, Ian Wolf. Hello. Oh, wait, and this is the end. Goodbye. Wait, the other one. It's the other one. Do the other one. Ian Wolf. Goodbye. Uh, and Luke Edwards. Thank you. Uh, for being on here, you guys. It was fun. I want to thank our guests out there in America and the World Wide Web for asking us some questions. Uh, right, you, can, you can find us on AquabearLegion.com, your one source for Forest. We'll be back next week, post Bears, for some in-game analysis. Until next week, go Browns! Go Browns! Go Browns! Burn it, burn it! Hey, now! No, no! Oh, hey.